Hello, listeners. This is Sean from 91.5 FM WLUR Lexington, Washington and Lee University's campus radio station. I return on this Friday with another new interview. Last night, I had the opportunity to speak with Aaron Fine of Psychic Twin before their set with Starfucker at the Jefferson Theater in Charlottesville, Virginia. I won't give anything away. We're just going to dive right into it. Enjoy. have been written about your debut record, Strange Diary, with The Observer detailing how your recent divorce and move from Illinois to New York kind of influenced the record. Um, So for those of our listeners who haven't read those articles yet, I'm wondering if you'd be comfortable sharing a little bit about that experience, the making of this record, etc. I I started Psychic Twins some years ago, about five years ago actually, back when I was living in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. And, um, you know, and I, I was married and I had just a very different sort of life. And, um, you know, what ultimately wound up happening was that I knew, I knew when I started the project that it was going to be a very personal project. I knew that I wanted it to be a, a place where I could, you know, process my life essentially through music. And, uh, and that was kind of the only plan that I really had, other than a lot of time spent thinking very carefully about the sonic okay, right. uh, elements of Psychic Twin. What did I want the project to sound like? So, um, but what wound up happening was that I went through just a, you know, a difficult situation in my life. I wound up going through a divorce. Um, I wound up initially moving home to my parents' house, and I had to sell a house, and it was... You know, it was extremely painful. It was extremely difficult as, as anybody who's been through a divorce or just a, a tough breakup, you know, would know that it's just, it's a big, it's a big uh, loss. Um, so all through that, I, I think, I guess maybe the best way I could put it is that Psychic Twin was kind of my only stable element in my life. Um, I decided to move to New York because... I think um, it's, it's funny, the plans kind of came about rather quickly, but I think I knew inside as things were kind of devolving in my relationship that I really wanted to pursue music even more intensely than I ever had, and I felt like I couldn't exactly do that from my hometown in Illinois. And I even sort of felt like the music didn't quite sound like it belonged in the town that I was living in, you know, and I, and I love where I come from, but it just, I felt sort of called to go to the city, you know what I mean? Um, so I left, and I went by myself, and um, uh, the person who was initially helping me with Psychic Twin and I also went our separate way, so it was just a lot of transition, uh, not, not planned, obviously, but certain things occurred, and realizations occurred, and all of these transitions happened, and it was just interesting because um, of course I continued to write and work on music the entire time and the, the story I guess of my life and, and those changes emerged inside of what is now Strange Diary. Makes sense. Yeah. Well it's 
really good record. We've been playing it a lot at our station. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit, and you're on tour with Starfucker and Gigamesh. Um, Starfucker, I guess, kind of has this M.O. of, you know, really kind of emotionally heavy lyrics, but yeah. really danceable beats. And, yeah. And your music kind of reminds me of that yeah. a little bit, so yeah, definitely. The, the pairing makes sense. The pairing um, has been wonderful. It really yeah. has. Yeah. I was wondering if you could actually talk a little bit about um, any highlights that you've experienced on this tour, oh. just what the experience has been like. It has been probably the best month of my entire life. <laughs> um, generally speaking, we've been playing to really big crowds um, and very receptive crowds. Um, we also dance on stage every night with Starfucker, and um, that's just it's pure magic, you know. I, I had never staged dived in my life, and I've now done it four times. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> Which I feel is pretty cool. Any plans diving this evening? You know what? It looks like you'd when, be able to. When, when the crowd up. fills in, I think that uh, <laughs> I would do it. I did it last night. Okay, sounds <laughs> so, good. Well, hopefully it'll be packed. I hope so. I think it will be. <laughs> We've seen a little bit more time to pass. But yeah, um, I think honestly just getting to play to huge crowds, getting to play at venues like here we are at, at the Jefferson Theater, it's like a historic venue here in Charlottesville. I mean, I feel like we've gotten to play at some of the most incredible places across the country. The Fillmore, the El Rey, um, First Avenue in Minneapolis. Just, it's, it's incredible. We were at 930 Club last night in D.C. So for me as a longtime musician, it's, it's, a, it's like a, it's a dream scenario. There you go. Yeah. Um, so you recently shared a photo of the psychic twin lady crew on mm -hmm. your Facebook page. <laughs> and so I was wondering how you met this, these individuals, how this group kind of came together, and mm -hmm. what it's been like working with them, what goes on kind of off stage before a show. I, I, I understand that you have dancers and, and choreographers yeah. involved yeah. in this. That's, yeah, we do. That's, that's unusual <laughs> for a concert, I suppose. Yeah, it's so. a different sort of thing. I think my whole idea behind Psychic Twin is to try to present something that is a little bit unique, you know, so it's just myself and my bandmate Rosanna on stage. Um, we don't have the dancers with us on the full tour because of budget at this point, but we had them with us at the both of the New York shows at oh, Webster right. Hall and Music Hall of Williamsburg. Um, and as far as meeting them goes, you know, that really is the magic of Brooklyn <laughs> or Manhattan for that matter. Um, in New York City, it's a very difficult place to live. It's just incredibly challenging, but you really are surrounded in probably the most intense way in the country by insane creative people who are really deeply driven and they want to hustle and they want to work and they want to collaborate and it's, it's, it's electric, you know, it's electric. And so all the people that are in the, 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 so to speak, the lady crew, are just people that I've met through just being there, working, doing music, continuing to just meet people at shows and ask questions, hey, you know, do you, do you happen to know any dancers or this and that? And now we've formed this group of four dancers. There's actually a, a little bit of a rotating door of dancers. Okay, yeah. um, but there's about eight people who sometimes dance with us, and we usually do four people. And Ashley Robichaux is the choreographer, and she's just an insanely creative and wonderful human. We have a makeup artist out there. We have like a regular photographer so cool. who does every show, and it's it is one of the things I would say is is really special when I think about 
how difficult it's been sometimes living there. I, I think about that group and how that all came together, and I think like, okay, you know, this is why I did this, you know, to myself. <laughs> this is why I ruined my life. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so this tour in particular has been going on for several weeks. Um, I can't quite remember when you started, but um, it actually began before the election. Yeah. And I remember seeing a Facebook post. You shared a quote by Bell Hooks, yeah. um, a story of an individual who kind of open up their home to you that evening um, so, so if you're comfortable I was wondering what you feel like the atmosphere of shows have been like kind of throughout this tour before and after and and whether you feel that that people have come together uh, to stand in solidarity and, and love during these shows yeah I would say that we played a show the night of the election and that was really difficult we actually found out while we were on stage that Trump had won and uh, you know from where we stand that was massively disappointing and and kind of scary and just a, a big big letdown you know um, and everybody who was at the show seemed to be on the same page um, so it was a strange thing. It was a strange thing because the tour started out, we were all getting along so well, and we could tell that it was going really well, and it was very joyous, and then the election happened, and I think initially we almost felt equivocal about celebrating anything because it was just such a disappointing outcome. Um, but I think why I shared that story was that, you know, really, Rosanna and I were both really devastated that night. We were emotional. A lot of people were crying, you know. And then this, you know, by sort of chance, this nice woman who we met at the show, whose band was playing that night, connected us with her friend, this lovely guy, Joe. And he, you know, the, this beautiful scenario that you hear about sometimes where a stranger brings you into their home, makes you breakfast, makes you tea, like really sets you up, takes care of you at a beautiful house. It's just, he, uh, he's an artist, he just he gets it, you know. And so here we were. And I thought it was kind of beautiful, too, because um, myself, Rosanna, and this gentleman just all come from different, like, ethnic backgrounds, and so we found ourselves in this little mini example of what it is to be an American, which is to be surrounded by lots of different people, and um, that doesn't always go very well. But in this case, it, it, it just showed you, it, I think it showed us, it reminded us, that's a better way to put it, it reminded us that, like, despite all of the sort of, I don't know, despite all of the fear surrounding this election, and that's a, it's a very legitimate thing to feel, if you can push politics away, not that you should, but you know, if you can, it's important, I think, to reconnect with the fact that there are a lot of decent people, that there is a lot of love, that there is a lot of humanity, and it's going to continue even during this time where Trump is our president. And those of us who are compassionate and those of us who want this world to be a more progressive place will continue to work on making it that way, whether we have Obama, whether we have Trump, whether we have somebody else at some point. And I think that was kind of what helped me, I think, to process how I was feeling. Certainly. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, to switch, I guess, emotional gears for a second, um, you recently covered Starfuckers While I'm Alive for the Polyvinyl Place Polyvinyl Compilation, um, which is out now. 
Uh, and I was wondering what the process was like of, of choosing that song in particular, um, how you kind of felt reimagining this tune, especially um, being on tour with the group. It was neat. We, we actually did that cover before we knew we were going to tour with them. Um, I just was a fan of Starfucker, and we got to choose a polyvinyl band, and immediately I was like, I want to do a Starfucker song. And I think I chose that song, one, because I love it. It's just, it's beautiful and catchy, and it's one of the cooler singles I can really think of. I just love that song. Um, I love the sentiment. I love the, the line, I've got to live my life while I'm alive. It's just, it's really simple. I, I really love, like, simple, pure lyrics with, like, a little bit of poeticism, but that really cut to the heart of something. And I think that that song does that. Um, so, also, it's in my range. And I thought that I could do an interesting take on it, you know. So um, that's really why we did it. We just we actually did the whole thing in Rosanna's bedroom in Brooklyn. Yeah. There you go. That's really cool. Um, so you have a cassette of B-sides available on tour, actually. Um, and kind of going off of that, I'm wondering what comes next for Psychic Twin in 2017. Well, we have um, a video for Stop in Time coming out with our dancers, featuring our dancers and a, a, a story of futuristic shamans who are <laughs> trying to stop time and break the dimension barrier. I'm not kidding. Um, That's incredible. So we have a really cool sci-fi video coming out. Um, we are probably going to release an EP um, in the spring, in the early spring, and we, we do have another big tour coming out, or coming, yet to come, but we, we can't talk about the details yet because there's still some things being sorted. But um, if you're interested, you know, stay tuned on social media and, and there'll be an announcement pretty soon. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, if we could switch things up a little bit, um, it took me a little while to... I, I generally do a post-interview kind of game, um, something a little more whimsical. And it took me a second, but I, I'm, I'm totally riffing off the name here. I was wondering if you'd be interested in playing a little psychic game Ooh, like to test your game. psychic abilities. Oh, yeah. man. I don't think I've ever played a psychic game. Well, this will be a first. <laughs> I, I haven't played one either. All right, let's um, do this. <laughs> so let's start off... Um, I'm going to think of a color, okay. and it's going to be... Just to make things a little... We'll, we'll go from easy to, to more difficult, um, and it's going to be either a primary or a secondary color. Okay. So you only have six options. A few options, options. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, which ones are those? <laughs> <laughs> right. Take as much time as you need. Blue. It was purple. Dang it. That's all right. You have four more chances. Um, number two, I'm going to think of a day of the week. Wednesday. Friday. <laughs> oh for really, two. Really that's okay. Well. If you can get at least one, that'll be twenty percent, and that's I think fairly impressive. Uh, is it? Um, <laughs> uh, this next one will actually be a song from your album, Strange Diary. Strangers. Running in the dark. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I, I have faith. <sighs> a number between one and ten. Four. Seven. Oh, are you all the people on Twitter who keep tweeting at me because they think I'm a psychic that in fact there we go. It, it has been it's proven <laughs> I am not a psychic. <laughs> well this is your last shot and this one is actually fairly wow. difficult okay. but I'll give you a hint okay. just because right. I, I believe and You're feel nice. that you can You're push nice through. Um, it's going to be a letter okay. in the alphabet um, and it's going to be a consonant. really want to get this. B. Yes. No way. Yes, you Are got you that. Serious? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
All right. That's pretty impressive on the last one. Yeah, I feel good nice. about that. Nice. Yeah. There you go. All right. We can end on a really positive note. I like that. <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. Well, yeah. thank you very much again, and best of luck with your show tonight. Thank you. Thank you for supporting Second Psychic Twins debut record, Strange Diary, is out now via Polyvinyl Records. You can check that out at polyvinylrecords.com or go to Psychic Twins' Bandcamp account. If you get the chance, make sure to check this band out. They've got another show tonight at the Orange Peel in Asheville, North Carolina, and will be playing at the Exit Inn in Nashville tomorrow. That'll wrap up their tour with Starfucker and Gigamesh, but they have dates on the 4th, 5th, and 6th of this month in Louisville, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh, respectively. If you do end up missing them, I would highly recommend catching a show when they return in the spring. It was a very short set, but was one of the highlights of the evening. Um, You can read more about that and my review of Starfucker and Gigamesh when that written review comes out in about a week. Otherwise, that'll do it for us here at 91.5 FM WLUR Lexington. This has been Sean. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend.